And good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of the Flight Test Community Podcast. I am one of the three crazy lunatics who you listen to on a bi-weekly basis, and I'm Joel Cannon, and with us this evening, we have Mike Finley. Howdy, everyone. Who just came back from vacation with me, which was awesome. And then we have, in the frozen tundra of northern Pennsylvania... Patrick Murphy. Southern Pennsylvania, oh, but close enough. Well, it's frozen. <laughs> I always forget whether it's north or south. <laughs> and then, of course, the guest that everyone has been waiting for. We have Chad Kappa joining us. Hi, guys. So welcome. I'm in Florida today. Yeah, I was going to say, not, not your usual location. You're down here in the warmth with me, but I can't exactly say it's warm. We're... A balmy 50. Yeah, it's been quite cold since I got here. <sighs> Don't even. <laughs> well, it's it, it snowed back at home, so you're not missing much up here. Yeah, it, yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, uh, it's terrible. I can't stand winter. It doesn't help anyone. <sighs> but anyway, so how's everybody been? I have much news to share with you all, but let before we get into me, who would like to fill us in with what we've been doing? Well, I've been on vacation down in uh, Orlando. Uh, got to see Joel and his wife for a little bit, run around Universal Studios and Disney for uh, four days. Had a great time. Um, didn't fly anything. Didn't get a chance to fly anything because it was dark by the time these guys got off work. Sorry. So I couldn't do anything. <laughs> but that's okay because we had fun eating and, and having a few drinks and having a good time. So Yep. It was good. It was good. And at Jock Lindsay's hangar bar at Disney Springs, too. So it was all like Indiana and uh, Indiana Jones yep. and like airplanes. So it was a good theming. Like the setting was ideal. So I'm, I'm glad we got yeah. to hang out. It was perfect. It really was. So yep. and, and guess who finally got to meet Allison Patrick? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be me. I actually, I actually got to meet her, give her a hug, everything. She didn't run from me, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> she has such a crush on me she can't even look at me yeah yeah wishful that's thinking. probably what it is for sure that's definitely what it is how's the uh how's the snow up in uh pennsylvania then pat uh i put my patio furniture away yesterday I'm sorry. That, that's about the most exciting it's, it's been around here lately yeah flying anything yeah i have i have flown a couple of things i i've been flying the little uh se5a that's over my shoulder there um I love it. It's a fun little plane. Uh, when they get out there, um, I, and the bushwhacker. I've been doing a little bit of flying with the bushwhacker, but other than that, I haven't really been doing anything RC related. So I'm kind of boring. So uh, Chad, are you doing any flying down there in Florida? <laughs> uh, actually, unfortunately, not. <laughs> I um I didn't bring anything with me. I, I had gone to Utah and then down to Florida. And I did um, just very little bit of flying in Utah. I was visiting Teal Drones, um, and that was uh, that was pretty exciting. It was pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah, for sure. That that does sound really cool. Ah, uh, well, uh, I guess it's time to break the uh, not so fun news. So, um, annoyingly enough, my wife and I uh, had an experience this week. Our landlord of our house that we are currently residing in is selling. <laughs> so we got the unfortunate news that we have to vacate the premises as of January. Hmm? 
Yep, I'm being kicked You've out. <laughs> so uh, in place, what what we are doing is we're going to be renting an apartment um, not too far, about 10 minutes from where we are right now. It is nice and modern. However, for the rest of December, you will not have me as a host. I am going to take a brief intermission while I get myself and my wife sorted out while we, uh, you know, pack, unpack, reorganize. But the good news is I get a dedicated workshop space with dedicated podcast area. So that means that you will actually get studio quality viewing uh, for everyone's pleasure. Uh, so uh, this will be... So you guys... Go for it. You already got the place picked out? Yeah, so uh, we went, so we got the news on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday we ran around and we, uh, what was it? Tuesday we got the news, Wednesday we ran around. Yeah, Tuesday we got the news, Wednesday we ran around and did the apartment hunting and uh, went to see a couple of places. We saw um, the uh, the one that we ended up choosing. Um, it's oh. going to be uh, the third floor of a pretty much brand new apartment. It's like two years old no one other i think one other person lived in there other than us so we're really really happy about it so well we just already got a comment on the uh facebook group the road to riot facebook group when i posted it they said hey landlords aren't allowed to force you to leave when they sell a house consult a, a real estate lawyer oh yeah so <laughs> the funny thing with that is <laughs> because we so here's the thing we were given first option to buy the house from the landlord and if not i i think there's something i need to check our lease but there's some stipulation there that at the end of the lease the landlord can't because technically it's the end of the lease so the landlord can um say we don't wish to renew it um so it was that situation for I us see. so annoyingly but you already found a place you like exactly and it's even though it's technically slightly smaller than where we are now it's still plenty of room and plus i get the workshops so that's kind of the nice thing so i don't have to work well workshops hard to turn down exactly well that and the fact that my <laughs> i work on my kitchen table and allison doesn't care for that at all because then i end up with things like this clustering up space so uh <laughs> you know wires and podcast all the rest of it and camera parts and you name it it's probably sitting on my table at some point or another so but anyway so that's the sad news guys i uh, i'll be absent but i will be back in the new year so uh, these two uh will be continuing to carry the torch and providing you with excellent enjoyment on a bi-weekly basis i just want to make sure that in the new place with your dedicated uh podcast space that we can still hear bruno and his chew toy yes yes you will <laughs> yeah in fact, speaking of Bruno, he's actually sitting right there, being extremely good. Oh, so that's Bruno. Uh, he's in his doggy jail he's again. He's not in doggy yeah. jail. That is his... Yes, he is. Who puts Bruno in jail? They're so mean. That's bad for him. He's being really good. <laughs> All right. That's doggy jail. All righty. So I think we should probably actually get the show on the road and get to the main topic. So, uh... I know, and here's the fun thing. So those guys, we need to ha first of all, we need to bring up those guys over at Freefall RC because they beat us to the punch to get you on. So we're uh, really good. Yeah, <laughs> them guys. So Kevin, 
and uh, Steve, you need to listen up real good. No taking guests away from each other's show. That's just not cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now that that part's over, on to Mike with his uh, beginning of the interview. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll talk to to Kevin and uh, Steve later about that. Anyway. Um, what, what, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about a little bit, Chad was, you know, and I know it's been discussed over and over and over and over, but how and why did you get in the hobby? I mean, what was the draw? Were you always an airplane guy or always looking up the sky or what? Well, I can tell you, I originally in high school had an interest in it, but I didn't have the money or time. I, I had gone into the Marine Corps directly. I left uh, actually close to Thanksgiving. It was mid-November after I graduated high school. Um, and then, I, you know, I got caught up in life and didn't really make a lot of money, and it's an expensive hobby. So at some point when I got my production company going and I had some free time and I, you know, had more money than I had in high school, um, I thought, you know, I'd like to try that hobby. And... Uh, uh, Really, I just started with the the air hogs, the little cheap, you know, twenty nine dollar Walmart air hogs planes, and my yep. son and I would go out and fly them out out in the yard, and it was fun. We would you know fly it in the wind and and you know just try to see who could keep it up in the air the longest, and um, and then from there it escalated, you know. So I went in and got uh, um, what was my first? I'm trying to think. My very well, my very first RC plane, uh, my wife bought for me because it was around Christmas, and it was an F-16, um, and it was a Styrofoam, you know, what is it, EPS. Yeah. Oh, goodness. And it was 72 megahertz, um, and this was in 2010. And I promptly took it outside, spun it up, threw it, and demolished it. <laughs> so how short... Do you think the flight time was? Well, you know, if you're really interested, you can ask Wayne because he was there with me. <laughs> so um, Wayne Griffith, you know, he's uh, he's, oh, yeah. and he's also involved with flight tests. Um, it was probably, uh, you know, a whopping seven seconds. I mean, just, <laughs> just long enough nice. to get high enough to obliterate nice. it once it hits. Nice. Um, yeah. And then from that point, I got, oh, a, a number of, planes i um i'm trying to remember i got a trainer it was a hobby zone j3 a cub j3 um and it was not very powerful it did not fly very well um and it wasn't until i bought the mini ultra stick the um uh, e-flight mini ultra stick which is a balsa plane but it's a very simple plane i of course overpowered it and what what was funny though was being overpowered actually made it easier to fly because it would just go where you point it and i don't know why trainers are built the way they are because trainers they porpoise and they're hard to fly and they you know they're self-leveling all the time that's fine like if you just if you can take your hands off the sticks and it glides but it's it's hard to learn when it it rises with throttle and you know and it, it it, it has a lot of characteristics that a beginner doesn't understand. Um, so I think that the mini ultra stick was an awesome trainer for me. Cause that's what really got me over the hump. And, uh, and then I bought a, 
then after even crashing that at some point, I bought a uh, simulator. And I remember I, I sat inside all weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and I, I just did the simulator. And then when I went out, I was like 10 times better pilot. Yeah. <laughs> so doesn't take long, does it? Yeah, the simulators are very, very powerful for learning. And I recommend them to anyone because, you know, I, I couldn't justify it because they were so expensive. I think the one I got was, what, like $250, $300. And I'm like, I could buy two planes for that. So, yeah. but... I would have crashed a lot more, so I, that's how I justified it. Absolutely. Well, I know uh, uh, I did the same thing pretty much. I bought only I bought the little small ultra micro. Uh, I bought the Vapor first, and then immediately after the Vapor, I bought the P fifty one. Oh yeah, I had the P fifty one too. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I the order because I bought like six planes within a you know month's time, and I, <laughs> I can't remember exactly which order I got them, but I was addicted. I just kept buying. Yeah, yeah, I, I was the same way because I I started out with the Vapor, got the P fifty one, the Ultra Micro P fifty one, and flew it until it was pretty much tape. Yeah. There wasn't any there wasn't any foam left, and then it really didn't fly that well, and I was an idiot. Went to probably site but it wasn't very good at the time and that was banana hobby i remember and bought, that's, and man, bought I the, yeah i bought the uh the twin uh 64 right 10 warthog EDF, <laughs> and that was a huge plane for me as compared that was to your step up from the micro <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i actually yeah i actually took it out. in that place the fence it flies really well well it it flew really well other than the fact that I went up behind where I worked, we had a great big building. I mean, we're talking, oh, I'm guessing 70,000 square foot building or so. And then there was another one that they had just built right beside it. And I had taken off from west to east. And the buildings were just in a row west to east like that. And I went out and turned. And when I started to turn, it was right at the in between the buildings and the wind was blowing in between those two buildings and just threw it down and it just obliterated it. I was like, well, <laughs> that was $200. It was gone pretty quick, <laughs> oh, wow. but it was fun. I mean, I actually, I actually took it off. And when I started the bank, it was right in between those two buildings. Cause there wasn't 20, maybe 20, 25 feet in between those two buildings. And the wind was probably blowing 25 to 30 in between the two. Oh, good Lord. And that it just threw it down, just crushed it. Are we talking about beginning <laughs> so flight experiences? Well, it was because we both kind of tried with an EDF, like, right away almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a – I don't – did I ever tell you guys the story of the uh, Superpower Z that I had? I don't – I haven't heard no. that. Oh, this is a good one. So for my 12th birthday – my dad decided to, uh, because, of course, being interested in aviation since I was, like, an inch tall, which isn't very far away from where I am now. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, I, uh, my dad for my 12th birthday got this plane, <clears> and it was one of those, so it looks like an Easy Star, kind of, or a Bixler, or whatever it is, you know, the high wing, train up, but instead it had a V-tail. Not just any VTAIL though, mm -hmm. it had one of those limited single surface VTAILs. So, very restricted flying, super light 
characteristics. So it would go up on throttle, up. At middle throttle, it would say level. At descent, you just cut it down to zero. And then it would turn left and it would turn right. And so for the very first flight, I took it up. And because we lived on a hill, I threw it. And again, 72 megahertz with NICAD batteries at the time um, and brushed MOSA. The thing was grossly underpowered. Um, so I took it up and flew it around and crashed it into the side of the hill. That was flight number one. Flight <laughs> number two, <laughs> take it off. Take it up. Now, again, being 12 and not being particularly familiar with orientation, um, I took it up. I flew it to the right. And instead of turning it to the left to bring it around in a pattern, I turned right again. Not only did I turn right again, I let it stay going to the right without correcting it. And it flew back behind my house where I lived into a tree. And it wasn't just the lowest point of the tree. No, it was the top of the tree. And we ended up calling the fire department because in the UK, you can call the fire department for things like that. And they came out and they rescued my poor little airplane with the tallest ladder that they had available. <laughs> it never flew right after that. No, they, some some planes fly better after you crash them. <laughs> some, not that one apparently. Yeah, my T twenty eight. They do. Yeah. Anywho, it's a little extra yeah. hot. Glue. So, <laughs> well, uh, so Chad, you you went into the Marines right out of high school, right? Yep, or pretty close to. How did how did you get into uh, videography? What's your background there? What's the history? Oh, you're of that? asking about that. Yeah, that gap <laughs> in time. Um, yeah. Well, I think even in high school, you know, I worked at the movie theater. I always wanted to make movies. Like that was from early on. Um, so once I had um, settled back down in in Northeast Ohio, I. Um, I worked at a paintball store. I actually managed a paintball field and store. And while I was there, the mornings were always dead because nobody came in really until after like after school let out and people got out of work. So about you know 2:30 on it would get busy, but pretty much from 9 a.m. to 2 it was dead. Hmm. So I bought a computer. I didn't even tell my wife. I bought it on a, on a credit card. And I think I, I got Best Buy, a Best Buy credit card or something. <laughs> and I got a book and I, I convinced my mom to uh, buy me this 3D software. It was at the time it was called Caligari True Space. Mm. And it was 200 bucks, $199. And uh, my mom bought that for me. And I taught myself how to do 3D animation. And then within a few months, I was proficient enough that I went around to the video production companies and I would sell my services doing animation work and then eventually started working for one of them. Oh, that's so cool. And so that got my foot in the door. So while I was there, I learned to edit, I learned to shoot. And, uh, you know, I was there probably for about a year, year and a half. I don't remember exactly how long. And, um, and I thought, you know, I, I can do this on my own. And, you know, I, I, I could choose the work I do rather than just being assigned the work. So uh, talked to my wife and said, hey, let's give this a shot, you know, and um, we did. And I I was working ever since. <laughs> so 
Uh, Pretty successfully, too, I'd say. Ended up getting probably three times more work than I expected. Anybody, if they're like really seriously thinking about making the entrepreneurial jump, I always say do it mm. because it's very rare. If they have the guts to do it, they have the guts to make it work. And I, it's very rare that people don't make it work. They usually, the only people that don't make it work are the ones that have a contingency plan. Um, okay. You know, they're like, oh, I'll, I'll try it, but they'll have this. And what happens is it splits their focus. I kind of jumped in with both feet. My son was six months old. Mm. I didn't have oh, wow. an option. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So right. with that, then you had, so you were working at the production company and then you started stone cap. So stone cap, that was 1998. Oh, okay. So, so stone cap evolved. And mm-hmm. so I, Obviously, everyone knows the story that flight test kind of came to be kind of by accident. But then at the beginning, what was Stonecap's role in trying to get flight test launched off the ground? Well, so my production company, Stonecap, I had built it up to be fairly autonomous because I had two directors, two cinematographers, editor, 3D, a couple editors, 3D animator, um, I had a whole staff, so I pretty much, my job was just delegating at that point. And I, you know, YouTube was a thing that I was kind of interested in, almost infatuated with. I was like, because I always wanted to make movies or TV show, and YouTube made it possible that anybody could make a TV show. Like, you, all you had to do was make it. Like, you didn't have to go through any deals or do anything. If you could afford to shoot it and make it, then you could do it. So... Um, my employees actually didn't have an interest in doing it. So I ended up um, getting Michael Caminetti, who he was uh, looking at, he was currently working at his church and he wanted to break out and do some, some other stuff. So I said, Hey, I'm going to, I want to do this, this thing. (laughs) You know, it's a YouTube show. (laughs) Let's give it a shot and, you know, see what happens. And, Originally, it was going to be me and Dave Knopp um, hosting it, <laughs> but we did test shoots and it wasn't working. So, right. you know, I, I had run into actually Eric Monroe introduced me to Josh Bixler. And mm-hmm. then, ironically enough, Michael Caminetti recommended Josh Scott, who's my cousin. Um, <laughs> he's like, <"Let> me, <laughs> but they were like best friends. So he's like, why don't, why don't we try Josh Scott with him? It might be a good combo. So we did, and it worked really well. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so the show was always intended to be as good as it could be. What what was accidental was how quickly it grew. Like, we didn't really mm-hmm. expect that it was just going to take off like it did. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden you're out of California with Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did I know that he would come up? <laughs> Freaking Corey Feldman. Was it Corey Feldman? Oh. It was Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and it was a Hellcat. <laughs> yeah, that was that was five hundred bucks. Oh goodness, that's insane. I'm sorry that you had to put that much out. <laughs> hey, no, you know what? My favorite movie of all time is Stand by Me. So to meet one of the characters in the film, oh, it go. was worth. I would have paid twice that. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Mm. So, that was a great movie. So, you you created Flight Test. 
Um, you made Rotor DR1, and now you're doing Rotor Riot. And Rotor Riot seems like it's being wildly successful. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I don't know how to how to measure wildly successful. I mean, it is it's popular, um, and I think it's very pure. Like it is what you know we wanted it to be. Um, you know, the group of us that met in Hawaii and started discussing it and what it could be. Um, you know, it's it's doing that. Um, and we're we're we are selling product on the store, and we're we're selling more than we expected, which is good. Um, but but the problem is, is, and this is what we're working on this year. Um, currently, we're putting together our 2017 plan because out of the gate, it was um, you know follow these drone racers around and see, you know learn about their lifestyle. Well, over the course of the year you know, racing is, has been evolving and the guys haven't been as, as involved in racing. They're more interested in freestyle. So, so the whole dynamic has changed throughout the year. So we're trying to kind of regroup and say, okay, what do we do for 2017? What is our purpose? And if you guys want, I can, I can leak <laughs> kind of what we're thinking. Yeah. I mean, okay. Whatever you want to say. As, as long as everybody out there that hears this doesn't, you know, hold my feet to the fire that it's definitely happening, happening. But I think it will um, because it, we're all pretty jazzed about the idea and we keep refining it. But we would love to do like a, uh, a Rotor Riot headquarters where the guys can spend the bulk of their time doing, you know, projects and meeting with people because right now we're all spread out. Right. You got LA, Atlanta, mm -hmm. Australia, Ohio. Mm -hmm. So we would like to put like more of a permanent location that has an indoor track, a freestyle location, and an outdoor track, and have it a place of training, of community, and just have it just a constant, honestly, like 24 hours a day activity. Um, we want, you know, people to come, hang out, you know, do all of that, but we got to find the place, so mm -hmm. we don't know where we're right. putting it yet. I think that was... Okay, so yeah. that's, that would have been my next question was... Well, where geographically would you consider, would you think would be a good spot for this? Well, I, I, I've kind of narrowed it down to either Atlanta or LA. Um, That's amazing. Okay. Number one is we, we need the weather to be good. Um, yeah. Yep. So LA is, is good for that. Carlos and Tommy are in LA. Um, it, obviously, Steele and Kevin mm -hmm. and Schizo and all those guys are in Atlanta. Atlanta would be so much better. <laughs> two that have the highest concentration of our you know, of our members. Mm -hmm. um, but LA is actually better for weather, but it wouldn't be actually in LA. It would be in that, that Southern California yeah, region. Right. That's fantastic. Um, but that's what we're, we're yeah, looking yeah. at. So we got to run numbers and figure out how do we support this? Mm -hmm. You know, how can we do it? I think if we held a certain amount of seminars, it would pay for itself. Um, and then, you know, we build the track. We could, we could lease the track out to events and, and things like yeah. that. Um, but I, what I think it would be, it would be like this, this hotbed of, um, innovation is what I think it could be. Um, because you get that many highly concentrated, skilled, talented people together consistently. And it's just yeah. what can be churned out would be amazing. Yeah. Especially with, yeah, I was going to say, especially with the, the type of pilots who are involved in Road Riot, I mean, just looking at the way that you guys have developed, I mean, you established and 
not to i kind of don't want to get too far ahead of myself but you know even talking about product development you guys work directly with Runcam just to get a mm -hmm. better camera uh, out there to the market with the gopro lens that seems to be working just so well um you, you guys are taking those steps in the right direction in terms of development as it is so it, it doesn't sound like it would be that far of a stretch to then go ahead and take it a step further and actually create a, lo a destination location where you can create some of those experiences. And I, I think you guys oh, yeah. would be fantastic. And now we need to figure out how to make money doing it because mm -hmm. we're, we're doing all of that because we do want to push things forward and we want to be able to help innovate. Um, but the actual, you know, the, the, the time investment and all of that, we're not we, we got to figure out a way to, you know, increase the, the income, but I don't, I don't want it to be donated. You know, I, I, I want it to be in a way that's, that's helpful to everyone. Um, like the store is great because we're, we're selling product that we believe in and, you know, but we have to sell a lot of product to support our travel because it's very expensive to travel like we do. Um, so if we can cut our travel down and maybe when we do travel, that's being sponsored then we can actually make some money. So, yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. You know, I just realized that I did not plug in my power supply, so let me grab that before it dies. Not oh, yep, better yeah, do that. So, talk about, I know it uh, was somewhat accidental. Yeah, they can. I know it was somewhat accidental. Yeah. Uh, but talk about a little uh, bit about the selection process of the pilots who were involved in Rotor Riot. Um, so you have Steel, you have the Aussie, um, <laughs> the other Chad, um, you have yeah. Carlos, and you have uh, um, Tommy. I'm sorry, Tommy, I almost forgot you for a second. Um, so what 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 was the thinking behind each of those pilots, and what assets do each of them have that bring to the table for Rotor Riot? Well, yeah, some of it is just kind of happenstance but really it was the the dynamic um you know between everyone chad and steel had developed a friendship when chad won the first round nationals you know came in second um so uh, you know shortly after that i think they had started hanging out and talking more and kind of sharing you know trading secrets and things i think there was that mutual respect there so they um you know they had already started talking and that and then uh tommy and steel were actually the first two that um were working with drl to shoot a lot of the promo stuff in the very beginning um so they had spent a good amount of time together and then carlos everybody knew you know and he's just he was kind of like the first real popular fpv pilot and, you know, we all knew him. I knew him through, through flight tests and the other guys knew him through the drone nationals. Um, and I don't know, it was just kind of, uh, you know, schizo, John, he was always kind of tossed around as, you know, he should be part of the mix, but he never travels mm. and see how much we travel. So, um, yeah. We would have loved to have, have had him with us. Um, Kevin has pretty much been adopted into the Rotor Riot family. I mean, he's mm -hmm. uh, he's gaining a lot of popularity, but oh, he, yeah. his skill is increasing tremendously. Yeah. So <laughs> he'll be loop. doing an episode coming up. Um, it'll be um, how to power loop. 
which he's kind of the power loop king. He so, is the power loop king. Um, <laughs> that that video that he It'll put be... out the other week with him power looping that building in Atlanta. Uh, it was ridiculous. I know. He he'll try anything. Like he and Tommy, both of them, you just I, I'd love to just do maybe a, a series of where you just um dare almost, them and see who does the biggest dare. Almost like quad take two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we've got some and I don't know what it is because we've traveled around a lot, you know, we've, we've been around a lot of people and, you know, we, we've competed. The guys have been in a lot of races and, you know, aside from, um, the DR one, the DR one race, um, Tommy came in like third. Um, the guys hadn't really ranked real high, you know, it was a number of things from dumb luck to nerves to, to whatever. But when you see them fly, I mean, it's, it's special. Like it, it is, it is really good. It's not, it's not like they're, you know, just accidentally, you know, getting views on YouTube. Like their, their abilities are really up there. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. We, we watched them when, you know, at flight fest this past year when uh, Peter was flying around the, uh, the super Guinea mm -hmm. and watched them, you know, I think Steele's the one that made it in, wasn't he? Uh, yes, I think, yeah, Ke no, I think Kevin, Kevin, no, Kevin, it was Kevin, Kevin yeah, it was Kevin, mm -hmm. that's right, yeah, and I, I was watching him just amazed at, at how well those guys flew, I mean, just, well, and when you see it in person, that's the other reason if we can do a Rotor Riot headquarters, you yeah. know, get people there in person, there's nothing better than to be able to interact in person, mm -hmm. yep, well, oh, absolutely, so, when I'm, uh, when I'm watching some of these videos with the onboard view, mm -hmm. we get, like, mesmerized it, it's the flow in the way the movement is I, I don't even know how to describe it but it's like hypnotizing to me I just get locked into the screen and I'm like, and I'm like <laughs> you know it's it's very trippy man it's, I love it it is I mean I you'd think it, it would get old but they they somehow you know they keep evolving and you, even going back like three months you can tell a difference oh yeah I mean, it. Oh yeah. It's. I I like you say that because, especially with pilots like Steel, who, in my honest opinion, and Steel don't take this the wrong way, but Steel is a very aggressive pilot. He's very on top of the sticks all the time, and so you can see that he is very like twitchy, uh, to call it a term. Um, that you immediately he cannot keep the craft flying straight for any length of time. There has to be a maneuver in there within like two seconds, otherwise it's wrong. And mm -hmm. that keeps it very intense, fast paced, really quick moving. But on the flip side, Chad is much more of a smooth you you get the you get the view and then he will do a maneuver. Um and then mm -hmm. he'll position himself in and kind of line it. there's more of a flow. And so you get their personalities through each of their flights, and I I completely agree. You you see that evolution to them as a pilot, and to anyone who is trying to fly anywhere close to that, you try and pick up some of those habits. So 
you're, you're thinking, okay, well, how can I take this maneuver and now make it more interesting? And so that little series that you guys did on how to then take simple things like flips and rolls and uh, your spins and evolve your flying just around those simple things, I think a lot of people really take a hard look at your flying style and then take a look back at that video and try and progress and evolve that way because you you'll be surprised at how quickly you can evolve and progress it, it i'm seeing it even in myself oh yeah well you, you know what's funny is you know i'm around these guys all the time which makes me not even want to try um, <laughs> <laughs> our, our our expertise and experience or what i want to say skill level are just so far apart um so when i fly i fly my mini quad like almost like a wing. Mm -hmm. um, and you might think it's kind of a waste, but the thing that I wanted to do more than anything was fly low and, you know, proximity and, and long swooping shots and fast. Mm -hmm. And I could do that with my wings, but it was always bobbly. And especially in the summer, you get that, what I call bobbly air. Mm -hmm. And I hated that because like flying a wing, you just feel like you're going to break your neck because it's just constantly bobbling and jittering. And um, so I can fly a mini quad like a wing without any of that. And it's perfectly smooth because it just cuts through the air. And um, so when I fly, that's, I mostly just fly kind of swoopy proximity. Um, and, and it's nothing, I wouldn't say it's anything special. I've never posted a video. I don't even record my videos. <laughs> Yeah, you should. My video link. I just fly. Yeah, I, you know yeah, what? You should. There's something to be there's something to be said about that style too, though, because a quadcopter kind of allows you to it, it gives you that vertical takeoff and landing ability, which is a really great part about quadcopters. Um, because mm -hmm. I, I mean, I can't speak for the others, but I personally have a tiny little field out back behind the house. And flying back there is a little tight. I can get away with, like, UMX, and I've got an Edge 540 from Twisted Hobbies that flies just great out there. Um, but there's nothing like throwing this little guy up and taking it for a spin because mm -hmm. of the fact that I can pretty much turn it on a dime, and you can be inside the cockpit and get that same sense of flight that you would, but you don't have to have mm -hmm. a lot of space for it either. You have the Pro Sight on there, don't you? Uh, which one is the Pro Sight? The the Connex? Oh, I couldn't tell. No, oh, no, no, no. Just I, a, I saw, a TBS. That was your battery strap. That yes. Like the big. <laughs> the Pro yeah, no. A, a buddy of mine at the uh, Orlando Rosa Races, Abel, has the uh, Pro Sight, and uh, it's it's a neat bit of kit. Um, but no, I'm I'm still running good old analog because that yeah, it's easy. Um, but this yeah. is this has been my workhorse um, while I've been trying to get back into uh, flying multi rotors. So uh, I'm I'm absolutely loving this thing. This is the Sybil uh, two ten to anyone who's interested. Nice. Yeah. So um, go, going back to what to to what we were talking about with, with you were talking about how you have more of a flow to your flying. Uh, I was watching a guy, uh, a video from a guy, and I think it was one of the re Ukrainian guys that you guys were hanging out with mm -hmm. when you were over there for Chernobyl, and I don't remember the guy's name, but he had posted, a, or somebody had shared a, a video of him flying, and 
I loved it because it was so smooth and, mm-hmm. you know, really quick, snappy moves. But what he did was just so smooth and swoopy, and it, it reminded me of fixed wing flying like you were talking about it. And that's the first time I really thought about, well, having a different style, and, and I'm kind of enjoying the way this is versus the way somebody else would do. Right. Um, anyway, that's – No, it's that – no, it's I, I love trying to kind of dissect the different styles. I'm actually um, I'm trying to find, and it's kind of embarrassing because I I forgot his name. But it, there's a Korean guy that I met out at Worlds, he's, and he's I absolutely the, I can't remember his not, uh, flying name, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, he's like ridiculously three D pilot, not Manchin. Um, oh. But his video, he is looking, it starts looking at a wind, a big wind turbine, and it's turning, huh. and he's following oh, the rotation yes. of the blade. Oh, wow. It's like sideways and, power loops, wow. right? <laughs> it, well, it, he's actually rotating. Oh, and so, so cool. when he gets upside down, he's, he's using a 3D quad, and he's flying, that's you know, he's, crazy. he's pushing it up. Uh, that's crazy. Trying to find this channel. Um, Oh my gosh! I can't believe I, I'm I'm drawing a blank. It's one of those things where the harder I try to remember the name, it's not a hard yeah. name to remember either, um, or it shouldn't be. Sarah so weeks later. Yeah. So here's here's a question for you. When you guys were in New York for for the races, um, I I was watching on ESPN three and you guys were all over ESPN three. Now, when you went out there, did you know that you guys were going to be on camera like that, or were they pulling you guys in to fill time when they? Well, no, they they did ask us to do some of the live stream stuff, but okay. we had no idea we were going to be on the show. Like, I mean, I would say thirty percent of the show has some kind of road exactly. rat representation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching it. And what yeah. you were talking about, well, I was kind of wondering, because they started out with so many technical difficulties, if they were trying to get you guys to... No, they definitely pulled us in extra to fill time and, and do other yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, you guys killed it then, because I really enjoyed watching you guys on there. I love the... Thanks, uh, yeah, we... It wasn't planned that much, no. I, I love the plug <laughs> that they gave you as well. You got a really nice spot um, when they were doing the pre-interviews as well. That spot was fantastic. Also, you got, really got a great sense. Yeah, of... we we got a lot of coverage from that, and you know we're we're very thankful for it. Yeah, I'm sure. And so, with that being said, then so I know personally you didn't get a chance to go to uh, Muncie. Were you out in Hawaii at all? Yes, I was in Hawaii. Um, yeah, actually, I was out at the event uh, two days and um, got to meet a lot of great people. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Did you, it, did you want to talk a little bit? Because we, we heard a little bit um, uh, the last show from our good friends, the Flash Gangsters, and I, I think Sean's watching along live with us. So, Oh, sorry, so Shane. Hey, Shane. Um, and... Uh, they had several strong opinions about the DSA, and I, I know you probably don't want to get too, too much into it, but can you give us a well, little yeah, bit? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind talking about any of this stuff. I just, what I what I try not to do is I don't, I don't want to go down the negative route. So many people, 
you know, when, when something goes wrong, a lot of people like to, to jump on it and, and be the ones to point out, you know, all these things that are wrong. Um, but I, so you know what I would do is I would point you guys to uh, Bull Buffett FTV. Um, he has a great video. It says, so what really happened at Drone Worlds? And it's really great candid look kind of, you know, he's one of the pilots. Um, he did very well. I think he actually was second or third. And, um, I'm sorry, I can't remember. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there to kind of learn about what happened. Um, I think the, the reality is, is, you know, there was some negativity after New York and it kind of snowballed mm -hmm. and it's really hard to recover from that stuff. Yeah, it just um, carried over. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I, I do, you know, my only, um, and I don't want it to be a criticism, but I want it to be an observation that, you know, you, you can't build something without the, the core and that's the pilots, you know, you can't go have a race without pilots. So you got to have a location, you got to have pilots and then you got to have coverage and sponsors and stuff. But if you start building that out of order, that's, you're going to have trouble like that. So, um, yeah. you know, I think that's why uh, DR1, the uh, DR1 Racing and Brad Foxhoven, they did a really great job because the whole way they were asking for input. You know, they, they had the pilots give input on the track. They had, um, we told them that we wouldn't be involved unless MultiGP was handling, you know, the coordination of the actual racing because, mm -hmm. um, you know, we didn't know who, who would be handling it. So um, right. I said, you know, we, we need somebody we trust to know because we're just starting this relationship. We didn't know them. So we said, Hey, we, we're going to feel a lot more comfortable if it's somebody we, we trust and know running the event, um, the actual race portion of the event, everything else was, was them. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it just comes down to it's, it's a, it's a fledgling sport. You know, it's just, it's burgeoning, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, you, you gotta, it has to mature before you can run to the next step, you know, and everybody's trying to like introduce the sport and take it to like NFL on TV right away. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like you can't it, do that in one year. It's still a little early for that. I think. Right. And yeah. Remember I said I was involved in paintball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very similar thing. I remember when I was at the paintball store, they, it, that was the year they uh, got paintball on ESPN. Mm -hmm. And yep. then it dwindled and kind of fell away. And now it's just a, you know, a very small hobby that some people play. Um, and I don't think that'll happen with drone racing, but it, it does show you that it you know, doesn't always work out like you expect. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it to yeah. turn well, into the next lumber. Hard lumber sports either <laughs> go ahead mike <laughs> the lumberjack well, well yeah but it, it's it's kind of like you know um the nfl the the uh you know baseball leagues and all that i mean they they were very segregated out to begin with and very separated you know you had baseball. the afl the you know the nfl i mean all that i mean it was all you know when it first started mm -hmm. it was very separated you had all these different leagues and everything going on and then they finally started bringing them together. And I think that's what needs to happen with this sport, not only with, with quad racing, but, but just FPV, FPV racing in general, right. whether it's wings or 
the the multi rotors because well, you know. Go ahead, Pat. Like, um, any professional sport, they all have roots in local communities and kids playing, mm-hmm. and they're they they, they do at professional level, but doesn't have a, at least to my knowledge, doesn't have a huge base of people flying around the country like they ha- there's, you know, high school football or Pop Warner football. Uh, so you need a base of really good pilots thing also. And so not only you know, you're going to have to expand the, the sport on a local level really before oh, yeah. I think you're going to see it take off at I a mean, that's why you know Alta GP is doing a fantastic job of doing the grassroots approach. You know, starting at the ground floor and just building it up, building it up, building. And they have over like I think twelve thousand members now. I mean, it's insane. So Chris yeah. Chris Thomas is doing a great job. Yeah, Chris, great guy on producing our videos, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that. I did. That yeah. was his idea, and I'm throwing my applause. That's great. No. Uh, and it, it's funny that you say no, Chris that. Chris is a great guy. He really is. I, and I can say that because mm-hmm. I've met the guy several times. Um, yep, I have too. And what, what I find really interesting is to kind of look at it, because there have been so many... I don't want to say failed races, because failed races is, is not the right word to use. Um, but there have been a lot of events that haven't gone to plan because the focus has been in the wrong place. But then you look mm-hmm. at something like DRL, which is a... T- it, 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 yes, it, it's a TV production show, um, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of the, the way that the racing occurs is designed specifically for television audiences. But the way that the production looks and feels it, it to me it's everything i was hoping for for when drone racing gets to tv because frankly if you watch this thing fly through the air you're not going to see it because it it right. doesn't have any lights on it it doesn't it it isn't going to look right it's too damn fast for the most part um you know the the drls are slow vehicles they're bigger vehicles they got lights all over them um, and they race on tracks that are big, bright, colored, lit courses. Now, granted, is everybody in the U.S. who flies quads going to be able to race on a DR? Okay. Yeah, we're, we're losing you, Joel. Joel, Darth Vader. Your, your sound update, your, your, your update didn't work, buddy. Yeah, your update didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like your battery died. <laughs> we have this have every been... time and in just about an hour Darth Vader always shows up yep. and then it takes about five minutes and then, and then he's like to go again <laughs> I'll continue my thought as soon as Darth Vader has decided hey to there you call. go oh hey you're back you're back that's go. progress <laughs> that is progress alright sorry I get excited about the small things right finishing my point um I think the best way of, you know, taking the best aspects of every part of multi-rotor racing as it stands right now, you have the production that is coming through from DRL, you have the grassroots origins that are being put out um, by multi-GP, and then on top of that, 
you have what the DSA is trying to do and gather as many sponsors as they possibly can to be able to afford the next generation of races. So I don't know what that picture looks like yet. I'm not a professional by any stretch of the imagination. Chad, you probably have a better perspective on it than I do. Um, no, you're you're nailing it. That's that's what. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't know how to silence that. I think they got it. So um, no, you're nailing it. What you're saying, I've heard dozens of times. But think about what just has to happen for that to happen. Exactly. People have to put egos aside. They have to give up total ownership, and they have to work together and share the spotlight and share the money, and well, quite frankly, share the cost because nobody's making any money right now. Yeah, I was um, going to say, I can't believe anybody's making any money on it yet. No, no, nobody. The only people making money are manufacturers, yep. um, which they should because it's it's hard to develop products and it's very sure costly, is. you know, mm-hmm. so um, the stores and manufacturers are, are the ones making money right now. And I hope they continue. I hope they make a lot of money because I want them to keep making products that bring people in, you know, mm-hmm. so... Um, but you're right. I mean, if all of these people could just get together and have the best of all each world, then, you know, we would have the NFL, but that's not going to happen. So what's going to happen, everybody's going to have to go out. They're going to have to exhaust their resources and exhaust themselves. And then they'll say, okay, well maybe working with them is better than dying, you know, (laughs) and, and then they'll work together, but that'll be like, you know, another 24 months away. And do you see yeah. Royce Wright being maybe that binding force, or is that something that you guys are uh, trying to stay away from and let that evolve on its own? Well, no, we're, we'll try to help where we can. Um, I think Rotor Riot is the representation of the, the, you know, the community and the culture. Like, that's what we are, you know, because you, you have, it's like basketball. You know, you have the NBA, but you know, this is, uh, it, it's, it's the guys that go and meet every weekend and hang out and maybe put together a fun, you know, a fun game or tournament that is kind of a big deal for the weekend or something. That's, that's, I, I actually, and I don't know why I use basketball cause I'm not a sports fan at all, but we're like the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> so, I like the analogy. I do. You know, we have a like, show title, everybody. They go out, <laughs> show off. Yes. You know, they're fun to watch. They have personality, but they don't really compete. You know, they don't really go out and compete. So Love it. Um, I, I think yeah. that's the best way to explain our position. Well, I think Chad's one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. My God, <laughs> that guy is crazy. <laughs> you know, we have something oh, they're, in common. They're, they're all great. I got to tell you, every time we get back together, I just get this it's just like meeting old friends, even if it's only been a couple of months, you know, and, and it's just such a warm feeling to get the rarity that we get all five of us together. Yeah. And it's just, it's wonderful. And, you know, I can't, I'm hoping, well, Carlos is going to have time freed up because his movie's getting finished mm-hmm. up. So um, actually Tommy is on a plane right now going to Atlanta and he and Steele are going to be shooting the next episodes. So there was a point at, in flight tests, which I don't know if you guys know, but I don't know if I went on vacation or, or what, but I had to leave town and we had to shoot episodes. And I think it was like three episodes. And I handed off the baton to Josh and said, Josh, you're in charge. 
we've done enough episodes. You know the template. Just go. And he did a great job. And, and I wish, just at least for the sake of the story, I could tell you which episodes they were. But I, I can't even remember. But what I do remember is coming back, him being worried, me being worried because he looked worried, and then looking <laughs> at the footage, and I was like, you did better than I did. <laughs> so, and, and that's what I'm finding with the Rotor Riot guys. When Did you guys see the Dune Buggy? Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, so that was without me. Yeah. I actually had to leave early, and they went out, and um, we had a, a, a flying – Flying Home Productions, um, Reese, we had, he was out there covering some stuff for Multi-GP, and he stayed an extra day and shot some footage for that. But half of the episode is the guy's GoPro footage. Oh, wow. And, like, their yeah. vlogging footage. Nice. So, um, and I love it I because it feels more, they're more relaxed. It's more intimate. It, it just feels like you're with them. Um and then, you know, you couple that up with Christian's editing and he's, he's always able to put the story together in a way that just keeps you captivated. Top Gear. I, I will keep coming oh. back to that Top Gear segment because that <laughs> little tidbit just got me all kinds of giddy. First of all, massive Top Gear fan. So, Christian, you hit the right notch oh, yeah. with me. Oh, yeah, we are too. And, uh, by the way, we'll get back to the Grand Tour here in just a minute because I definitely want to know what you think. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, just the way that I think probably the best part about Rotor Right and why it differs from Flight Test is the fact that you get it's not necessarily about the what's new, what's latest and greatest, which is what and the building side, which Flight Test is so good at. Um, Rotor Riot is more, and I completely love what the approach. It's more about the culture the experiences, what what these crafts are capable of, but also the power of the people that fly them and what mm-hmm. bringing those different personalities together can do. Um, so I, in that particular episode, I completely agree with you. It, it highlights just that entire sentiment and feeling. Um, well, and it's funny because people try to, they, they try to look at the format and they say, oh, so-and-so copied someone, so-and-so. Nobody has an original format like all of these formats have been done on television it's just they're called segments and on youtube it's an episode so you know uh, two people sitting behind or standing behind a counter and talking about something is not new you know and um it's it's always about the personality and the approach you know how 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 you talk about it you know the the way that you feel when you're watching it like it's it's really the approach um, I mean, the format, you know, our, our little template is, is this. I always remind the guys, so set it up. Where are we? Who are we? And what are we going to do? Then have an adventure, try to accomplish that goal, and then somehow exceed my expectations or give me an ending I didn't expect. And that's it. That's the format of every episode. And it looks different in everything you know, whether it's a build video or what, and, and it, it, the intensity is what changes. So we always have an ending that we didn't expect because we don't plan everything. You know, we just, <laughs> just go. It's and like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you it. just keep going until you're surprised or you're fulfilled or, you know, you get yeah. that peace that, 
is, is a little bit yeah. what um, you didn't for me, you guys really – you said about the adventure, and that's what you really capture for me in the Road to Riot uh, episodes, and I, I really I really enjoy that. I, I, I told you this back at Flight Fest, whether you remember or not, but I said, you know, I, I didn't think I was really going to like Road to Riot all that much because I'm not well, really – Well, you didn't at first. Again. No, we well, didn't at first, I wasn't, or at least a couple of us didn't. The, the, but you won me over with the, the Guns versus Drone episode. That was so amazing. <laughs> I mean, yep. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah that, I don't know if you guys remember. We got we got torn into after the first couple episodes were released. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we remember. I, I remember trying to put out as many fires as I could. <laughs> that right there. Oh, yeah. But, but here's the funny thing about that, though, Chad. Is, is, yeah, you guys threw me under a damn bus is what you did. No, no, I, I tried to put I the fires out, okay? Doing a little bit of the tearing back all there. I said was, okay, so first of all, I never had an issue with language, ever. I don't, I curse like a sailor as it is. So language to me, it doesn't make a difference. It's all about what you're trying to portray and how it's portrayed. So I was willing to give the benefit of the doubt because it, and that's the biggest thing I think we all tried to say. This is not flight test by any stretch of the imagination. And they need to be separated into two completely different entities. And yes, when they get together, magical things happen. But they have to be able to stand alone as their own thing. And I think a lot of people were expecting, oh, it's just going to be another flight test. But instead of planes, it's going to be quadcopters. Right. And that just... I think there was that expectation. Well, there, there was there was some things that I, I guess that you know, for me anyway, because I'm I'm older. And <laughs> shut up, Joel. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, but I'm a little older, and you know, I, I went through the the whole uh, uh, skateboard when they first came out, and was kind of into that quite a bit actually. And I did see some of that, and I remember. For me, anyway, they weren't always all good memories. <laughs> and I think that may have been why some of it was a little raw for me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, as the shows progressed, you know, as, as more episodes came out and I watched them, I really started liking what I was seeing. Much different than Flight Test is. And was and and you know I do understand that it was different. It was something that that I, I guess I wasn't prepared or ready for, but on and I think you guys have grown as well. And I love the show now. I, I think it's fantastic. Um, but it was it was mostly because I just I don't think I was ready for it. If yeah, it's sense. it's hard because until you you know it's like if you imagine. Um, <laughs> my my son, I'll tell you a story that when we were on a cruise ship, um, you know they they give you meals and they always give you stuff you've never tried before. And there's goose liver pate, and my son was like two, I think, or two and a half, and he thought it was chocolate cake. Oh boy! And he kept saying, "Got it, got it," and he wanted the chocolate cake. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And we're all telling him, no, it's not. And he wouldn't believe us. Like it looked like chocolate cake and he thought it was chocolate cake and he wanted it. So I thought, well, I'll just give it to him and he'll find out it's not chocolate cake. So I gave it to him. And of course his face was all, <laughs> he was mortified. 
Mm -hmm. And I ruined his appetite for the rest of his life. He never tried another thing after that. Uh, so whatever he ate at that time is all. <laughs> 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 but my point is, when you're expecting chocolate and you get goose liver pate, exactly, it, it's disturbing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know that's harsh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah, so we have to get over that hump, and and you know I think we got over it, and you yes, know now absolutely. people understand there is a, I mean there's the individual personalities, but collectively they make up the rotor riot personality, mm. and you know I would say, with flight test, I I always attach a, like a set of values to each project that I'm working on rotor dr1 flight test, um, rotor riot, and with rotor riot the the, the primary value set was acceptance, accepting people for exactly who they are when you meet them, no matter how off-putting it might be, but to just understand that there could be, there's value before you ask them to like tone it down or change their behavior, try to understand what the value is there. Because, you know, somebody, you know, speaks, like steals probably the roughest, one as far as his 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 abrasiveness of speech um but if you get past that you you see this amazing talent and you know great heart mm -hmm. and so many people don't even want to get past that and i that's what everybody says to me like they're like oh wow when i get to know him there's this and that and i'm like yeah see you know now now mm -hmm. think about that with everybody else in life and imagine if you could yeah. do that with everyone you meet mm -hmm. And, yep. you know, and that's what's important to me is that, you know, that something good comes out of that. And, um, and it looks different because flight test was about um, acceptance, but in a different way. It was, it was about, um, you know, inspiring people to keep trying when it was difficult. Um, and, you know, so it has kind of a little bit different look, but I always, any kind of initiative or project or anything that I do, I attach a, I attach like a value set to it. And, and I'm very, very adamant about it. You know, like I don't, you know, and it's hard because you get angry and you know, things are said, but one thing that I, I stand firm on is we don't put people down. You know, you can, you can hate something they're doing, but you can't say, you know, that, you know, they're, uh, you know, pick your name, you know, don't, don't make it personal and call people names. Don't tear down the individual, but talk to the action. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and that's about it as far as the values. Like I, I just stick to that and then everything else, you know, people say, well, Chad thinks this or Tommy or Steele or whatever. And I'll be like, well, it's their opinion, mm -hmm. you know, and they don't want me to like go reverse it. And I'm like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, if you think we all yeah. agree on yeah. everything, you're crazy. <laughs> It's gonna happen. No, yeah, it, it's yeah. not. And, and the funny thing is, with especially when you have like such differing personalities together, it. And again, mm -hmm. that that's why I think it's so funny that your, you know, one of your primary loves is Top Gear, because I think that shines through in a lot yeah. of the projects that you do, um, especially like Rosa Riot is all about the personalities that are that make up the show. Like, Rotor Riot wouldn't be Rotor Riot without the four that you have. Um, oh, yeah. I think Flight Test is built on yeah. the same premises, that it's all about... And again, it's the same value system that, that Flight Test is built off, and that's the same value system that 
works for this podcast as well. It's all about the people who are in it and the mm-hmm. different value that each person brings to the table. Like, I'm the millennial who has all the technology. Mike, love you. Cranky old guy. Pat, cranky old guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the funny old guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> love you too. Nice. <laughs> So, you know, and that, again, it's all about, and I mean, it's the same thing. It's why we get so many downloads is because, you know, we, we want to bring something that's a little different than, than what you would normally find at flight test. It's something that isn't road to riot. It's, it's the community's perception of the bigger picture of the hobby. And I think that's where our, our podcast kind of separates itself. And so talking about, you know, the value system and what, what every show brings to the table i think rotor riot has done something special in the fact that it's brought attention to rotor sports and how mm-hmm. we can develop it mm-hmm. into something that can be approachable to everybody um i mean i i've been able to be introduced to people who i didn't even think that would speak to me because I was like, oh, well, they're, they're a way better pilot than me. They're not going to talk to some guy who's just picked up the controls of a multi-rotor and said, I can't fly track, but I can fly around. So it, it, it's that it's that community feeling. I, I just think you've done a great job with that. Well, I think, yeah, that's it's, it is about community and connection. I mean, that's if there is a goal, it's to be able to continue connecting people that would not normally have an opportunity to connect. I mean, even this podcast, if you look at the four of us, yep. how would that collection of people ever occur? Yep. Like, it, it's, it's only through a hobby or, you know, a con. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm sure not, still not sure why you're talking to us, Chad. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's the funny old guy right there. This is my favorite part, honestly. <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, you know, the thing about, for me, Joel, you were saying about, you know, makes people want to go out, and, and it, it makes me want to go out and fly one of these things because it makes it look so much fun because the guys are having so much fun when they're doing it. It is, by the way. So, Pat, yeah. you've not flown a mini quad? You haven't flown a mini quad? I have. Well, no, I've never flown a mini quad. No, oh, wow. I've flown. Uh, I, I've flown. A, I've flown an Electro Hub. I've got an Electro Hub which I've flown. It's currently not flyable. Uh, flew a couple of tricopters. My bat balloon flew away one night. <laughs> he never came home. Multi-rotors and Pat don't get along very well. well. They tend to not yeah, like them. Uh, I say like them because I'm not. I haven't had a lot of success with them. So. Well, no, <laughs> I can understand that. You said you, earlier, though, Pat. You said you had a um, uh, twisted hobbies plane, right? No, no, no that's, that's Joel. Oh, Joel, you said yes, you had it. Yes, I have uh, a Sabak uh, from Twisted Hobbies that I absolutely love. Sabak, Sabak, yes, Sabak. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the Sabak three four two. But it's I, I still have it. I got it like four or five years ago, and I love it. Yeah, no, I yeah. I love it. This is another thing that I've been into lately because I've had the Twisted Hobbies plane. But I I really love the 3D flying, and I you know that's something that 
flight test didn't really cover in great detail because I don't think anyone at flight test is particularly a 3D flyer. Um, but I, there's something about being able to throw an airplane around the sky in really, really weird and interesting ways. Um, it's just mm -hmm. fun. <laughs> it, it really is. And yeah. uh, Mike, you fly a lot of 3D stuff, don't you? Well, I, I got a few 3D planes. My favorite is my AJ Slick, that Edge 540. I dearly love it. I crashed a 59 last year, and I have yet to build the 51 inch and i need to put that on the bench and that's going to be done this winter because i just so much fun what, what is it uh and a 3d uh 3d hobbies aj slick oh yeah 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 the edge 40 man that is one fun plane chris ronicaglione has that doesn't he i i don't know he never i've never talked to him about it well no i think he got his like it was a long time ago um, I love that yeah, one. I think he has one. Yeah, I had a 59 and flew it for two years without incident. Everything was perfect. And uh, last, I think it was April, uh, a year ago, I uh, was hovering about 15 feet over the runway, and uh, it had a pull-pull rudder system on it, and one of the nuts come off of the the rudder, and it just did. 45 and i mean i drilled it and just oh i didn't hear that story <laughs> i didn't hear the oh, story yeah. about it crash no, that's pretty funny terrible wow. oh it made me sick because i mean i had been flying every time i went to the field i flew that plane uh because i loved it so much and my my beautiful wife actually bought me a 51 to replace it because she liked it as well perceive <laughs> she don't want to do with it but she really liked that plane and decided to buy me a new one, and I have yet to put it together because I've had many other things going on. Yeah, sorry. So, Florida, Florida being yeah. one of them. Well, that's just one of the many. I mean, I've traveled probably, I don't know, what, 60%? Of this year, yeah. Yeah. More. yeah. yeah. And, yeah, at least 60. I'm trying to be nice, but... Um, you don't have to be nice. <laughs> so I haven't been home a lot. Yeah. Where the hell's my place? <laughs> yeah, where's my T-shirt yeah, of all well, the places you've been to, Mike? <laughs> oh, I've got a whole uh, armoire full of Harley Davidson T-shirts that I'm probably going to have to get rid of because I'm going to sell my bike. Oh, you are? You know, Mike. Yeah. You were talking about um, uh, not not building something, or um, I, I think this is kind of funny little piece of trivia, or interesting factoid but you know the early openings of flight test and mm -hmm. you can see a box and i and it's actually my arm i'm pulling out an f uh, f86 saber yes an saber. it's still in the box are what? you kidding me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> see i'm not that bad then <laughs> that is hilarious. i have building it like eight different times and i never did so what it's uh, uh, i can relate to that seven years old now flight test is what seven it's this wait no six years six. old six okay. years old yeah because it was october 2010 oh, was when wow. it started yeah really? can you believe it's just six years old god it feels six years and it's and I've only been involved. You know, Mike, time. another that's interesting because you're wearing the rotor DR1 shirt. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the first episode of rotor DR1 was exactly four years 
I think to the day of the first episode of Flight okay. Test. Oh wow. <laughs> oh really? And the the funny thing was was wow. I, did, I didn't realize it until after. That's funny. like I didn't, didn't even know. know. It was completely coincidental. That's crazy. That is so funny. Yeah. You you that know, is crazy. I don't know how that happened. Your life yeah. has changed a lot in the last six years, hasn't it? Yeah. Mine? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking so, oh go on, Mike. You you first for me. Well, we we've got a we've we've got a question from uh Luis. Of course we do. Uh, <laughs> off of, of course we do. Off of the chat and he, he would like to know what, what uh what your thoughts are, Chad, on the direction flight test is headed, the video format, crew, the vlog, speed bill kits and all that. So that's from uh uh, Luis Rusi. Well, I it's it's hard to get uh, my opinion because I don't I have have if I'm being honest I haven't watched every episode but when I do watch I like the vlogs. <laughs> I really like the, <laughs> the vlogs. vlogs are great. Well, so. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love them. I mean, yeah. I but that's what I like. I like the the more raw. I, mm -hmm. All I want to see is people genuinely laughing. Mm -hmm. Like when there is genuine laughter. I like that. That's what I go for. That's what I'm and, looking for. And Stefan is fantastic at it. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Stefan, actually. Oh, yes. yes. Actually, speaking of <laughs> Stefan, sorry to interrupt you, Mike, but I, that we, we've come to actually, that's Please a do. great time to yes. kind of pause the show and say, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of everyone here at the Flight Test Community Podcast, we would formally like to congratulate Stefan Ostergren and his beautiful wife on the birth of their baby boy, Grayson. So welcome to the world, Grayson. Grayson. Good yes. luck. Your dad yes. is a mental case, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is awesome. I, I actually, I text the guy probably once every couple of weeks just to see how he is, because he's just a hoot to text. If you've ever texted Stefan, you'll laugh every message that you receive as a new joke. Um, <laughs> he's an amazing, amazing guy. Yeah. Did you guys hear about the labor that Liz had? Yes, 36 hours. Ouch. Ooh. Ouch. And then she had to have a C-section anyway. Oh, yeah, geez. poor thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But everybody's healthy from my understanding. Yes. Everybody's yeah. good. Yes. Everything's oh, great. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's rough, though. That, that is, is really rough. Well, yeah. thank goodness Grayson's here. Poor lady. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Back, back to Mike. <laughs> sorry about getting off track. No, no. I, I think the question was uh, the direction of flight test. I think I think yeah. in a really good direction. I think um, you know it's it's always been you know it, it's been a very organic show. So it's always about finding the way. And um, I I abs there was a phase when I was completely obsessed and consumed with scratch building and foam and all that, but. Honestly, since mini quads have come about, I mean, it, it is giving me the type of flight in, in, the, in the kind of stuff that I'm really passionate about. Because a lot of people don't know, but I mean, my very first, I guess, aircraft, and, and I kind of skipped over it because I talked about like the plane side of it. But mm -hmm. prior to those, I was building a quad out of the... Um, um, Oh, what was it? It was the. Oh, I'm trying to remember the old Ardu Ardu copter. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. It, the Ardu copter flight controller. So you actually system. had the solder, the uh, the gyro, and the. Um, I don't think it had accelerometers, 
Um, but you actually had to solder it on the shield and assemble it, and it was massive and never flew well. Um, so yeah. what mini quads are doing now, and, and you know the control and the weight and the you know the simple small nature of it, and I mean that's what I always wanted. You know, so so now that it's here, I'm spending all my time, you know, with that. And in the yeah. new Phantom, and the Mavic, I mean, you know, that yeah. stuff. It's just I don't. It it's almost makes me sick that they can do so much. Um, for I know it's still kind of expensive, but right now you can go buy a standard Phantom for five hundred bucks, and it has. I know. I, I mean abilities that I would have my head would have just exploded if you told me it was possible five years ago. Mm. Yeah. So, right. And, and that's something with the Pop 107, you can make money with it. And if you look at it, that as a, a an investment in the business, that's absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you go buy a, a nice video camera. I mean, my first video camera I started my business with was uh, $5,500, you know, mm. and it was mini DV. It was a Canon XL1 and you know, I had to sell my Jeep plus get a loan and with a grand total of about $28,000 what I started my business on. Hmm. Amazing. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, yeah wow. I remember took well, all the money I had, sold the Jeep, and got a loan to get about $20,000. Well, and it got me a, a camera, a tripod, a microphone, and a computer and hard drives. Wow. That's pretty much it. Unbelievable. And look how far you've come. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. on that. I, honestly, that's well, that's amazing. Thanks. I, I just, I think, yeah. you know, when you do something that, you know, plays in your strengths or that you enjoy doing, then it's, you can just take it further and further. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Completely yeah. agree with you. Huh. So with that being said. I'm trying to look and see what else I got. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm looking to see what yeah, else I yeah, got. Yeah, no, no. I, I know we're, we're bouncing off of each other really well. This is fantastic. Um, so, Chad, you you mentioned a possible location in LA or Atlanta. So, does that mean you would be up mm -hmm. and moving out of Ohio? Well, no. My wife will never. She she just built a pool. So. <laughs> yeah, you, you know winter's her... coming, right? <laughs> She wanted a pool when we got married, and we finally just made that happen. So, um, yeah, no, it's already closed for the winter. But, uh, but no, I, I don't think I'll I'll permanent leave permanently. If if anything, you know, if things go well, you know, maybe just temporarily um, spend. Well, quite frankly, I don't. It's getting to the point to where the episodes the guys create on their own are better than the ones that I'm producing because when I'm producing it, they're kind of like looking over their shoulder or thinking, you know, and, and the reality is if they just have the freedom to do what they're passionate about, it's way better. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think it's, I mean, right now I've, I've been traveling pretty much oh, one week out of every month and possibly more. Um, so, and that schedule hasn't been completely undoable. I mean, it's a bit much, you know, going around the world, but, um, but yeah, I, I like, I like getting out, stretching my legs, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, so I don't know what that looks like, you know, but I think the, the priority is to get it healthy and to get it sustainable. Um, you know, I, I always build businesses backwards. I, I kind of figure <laughs> out, 
what is it to the people that it's serving first, and then we figure out how to make money doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, where everybody else kind of like sells something, and then they try to figure out how to convince people to buy it. So, so mm-hmm. speaking of finding things that people really love, um, and specifically, most of the pilots who are part of Rotorite fly this particular frame. Um, the Alien Five Inch. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that seems to be really popular with the guys at Rotorite. Is there maybe down the line, since you guys have already started working with companies like um, uh, I had the Runcam, run sorry. Mm-hmm. Runcam, you you guys have the custom Rotorite Runcam uh, Swift coming out real soon. Um, mm-hmm. Is there in the future, not, I hope I'm not spoiling anything, but is there maybe some more... No, no, I can... Rotorite. I don't know what, about what specifics, but I can tell you all the guys are working on stuff. So, you know, they're all interested in, you know, well, Chad uh, was working with HQ prop and they, I think they're released now. Um, but his new prop, which I can't remember the name of it, but it, it looks very similar to the ones that we sell, but it's a, it's a slight tweaks and compound change and, Everybody that's flown it really loves it, but but that's what I like. I mean, it's very rare. So Rotor Riot, what it does is it has opened the door to the manufacturers for the pilots. So now you're starting to get products that are designed by pilots for pilots. But the so here's what happens: the normal development cycle is a manufacturer will go and they'll listen in on a forum or they'll go to an event, they'll listen to pilots, and then they'll go make the thing they thought they heard. The reality is they don't understand all the little subtleties. Like Runcam was making six by nine, you know, wide frame cameras. And they're like, no, do four, three. Like we want to see up and down, you know, because they don't, don't fly. And the ones that do fly don't, fly like that yeah you know so when you can have the pilots have input during the development cycle it's a much better product and um you know so i'd say impulse i mean they just they're nailing it i mean they're new helix i mean Mm -hmm. they, they really know what they're doing and until you actually build an alien it's really really hard to completely appreciate it Mm -hmm. um it's, it's all the little subtleties. It's the placement. It's, I can tell you one thing that just frustrates the crap out of me because we get sent frames all the time. We get sent frames without a PDB. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, and, yeah. And like, one complaint. So we got to get a bunch of, a wad of wires and, you know, where the alien, the PDB is actually incorporated into the frame. Yeah. See that? That's yeah. really annoying. <laughs> Okay, this is a really, mm-hmm. first of all, this is a really bad example because I've got a diatone PDB mounted above is a Naze 32. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm still running an F1 flight controller in here. It flies great. I'm not complaining <laughs> about the fact that it's an F1. But see all those serial ports that it's running? Yeah, that's that. That's bad. Don't do that if you're building a new multi-rotor. <laughs> do this. Get a get a get an all in one. Get a combini. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So um, just that, and I completely agree. The evolution of the machines is completely evolving. Um, just seeing where the technology has gone. I mean, this is a year difference between these two machines in terms of the technology that's oh, on board. Amazing. 
it's absolutely insane as to how far it's come. Um, yeah, I, I jumped on the Racecraft bandwagon. Sorry if anyone um, doesn't like Racecraft for any reason. You should love them. They're amazing. No, I, and I, don't know why, why people, I don't know why people care so much about what other people are flying. But, you know, it's funny because Chad and Steel take heat because they think that they're, you know, fanboys of Kiss and Alien. But, you know, here's the thing. I've, I've taken my Alien and Kiss setup. There is not one person I put it in the hands of that they've flown it that they were not severely. I'm not talking, mm, yeah, it's nice. No, people are like, oh my gosh, it's changed my life. Like TJ, you know T Bone? Oh, yeah, TJ. We oh, yeah. Yeah. He was yes. he, I remember <laughs> yeah. we, were, yes. we were over at the park and I said, okay, I want you to try this. And he's like, yeah, sure. And I could tell he was like, I'll appease you, Chad. You know, and he threw that thing, and I wish I was rolling because he lifted his goggles and he just was like his first dose of cocaine or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really. And there was not one person that I've put uh... that aircraft in, and that was stock. It was like a like a stock PID setup. That's and so funny. It it just flies so well, so smooth. Yeah, and. You know, so it, we're not crazy. Like, it's nobody's paying anybody to say this. It's mm. just, it does fly that well. Yeah. I'm hoping that the same goes for this bad boy, too, because I've heard very similar reviews for, you know, any of the excellent frames that are out there. Um, mm-hmm. I have to admit that to a certain extent, it also, you know, flight controllers are getting better. Kiss has definitely got their foot in the right direction with what they're doing. But, a lot of the F3 boards now, a lot of the all-in-one packages. Um, Furious FPV is putting out some really phenomenal product right now. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of what you said before is also true. A lot of these manufacturers either are pilots themselves and are producing this technology, or they are listening directly to what pilots want. Um Lumineer, for example, just put out an antenna that's even smaller than the TBS. Mm-hmm. And everyone's freaking out because, oh my god, it saves so many grams! What's a <laughs> gram or two going to make a difference of? But at the end of the day, if the pilot likes it and it flies really well, by all means, more power to him. Yeah. The best advantage I see is that one right there that you're holding gets caught constantly. <sighs> It just it, it, it the edge of it will clip something and then it it causes the quad to spin or rips the antenna out. It's re- I love this antenna too, so I don't want to speak badly about it because I've never, I've never you know I, it's funny I'm running this with a spiral net mm-hmm. on the other end and I've had no issues. Oh yeah, no, they're great antennas. I ha- I actually have the same one on mine. But no, they're fantastic, fantastic antennas. Um, and you know. So moving moving into, you know, kind of what we can expect next and what's 2017 going to look like for um, the hobby, I think, realistically speaking, I think we're going to see kind of the same or similar pace of development of the technologies specifically for the pilots. Like, there's a lot of all-in-one systems that are coming out right now, which are purely opinion here. I think they're great concepts but practicality wise if you blow Mm -hmm. one thing the whole system is dead and so i think you're going to see this progression of 
all in one packages, but then you're going to see them bounce back into smaller versions of their broken out form. Because uh, as much as I love the all in ones, it, it yeah, it's annoying because if you break one thing, you're done. It changes everything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's just absolutely. That's just my opinion. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, it's going to be really fun to watch. So, I ask you, um, other than what's going on with Rotor Riot and all that, you got anything else in the works? Anything you're looking at maybe dipping into? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still in exploratory phase. You know, I want to get... Um, more deeply involved in, in where this industry is going. Um, you know, I've got some consulting deals that I'm looking into doing. Um, I just, I just need to be careful of not getting into anything that's going to make me uh, biased or, you know, challenge the integrity of what we're doing. Um, sure. But yeah, I mean, as long as, you know, so the way I look at it is, you know, we want to help the hobby and the culture and the sport grow. Mm-hmm. So anything that's helping that grow in a good way is, is, is good. Um, but yeah, so I'm just, uh, uh, you know, enjoying what we're doing and kind of, it's, it's a lot of work finding our position here. Like I said, I build businesses backwards and this one, you know, the, the model plane and, you know, the, the hobby has existed for a long time. So creating flight tests and starting with the community and working from there is one thing, but with Rotor Riot, the community is so fresh mm-hmm. and still evolving. So that's where Rotor Riot started was with, sorry, that's where Rotor Riot started <laughs> with the community and it's, it's still evolving, you know, so it, it so Rotor Riot sure. is actually changing as the community changes. Um, so we're still trying to find our footing, you know, where, where is a more, what's a more permanent position in the industry for us? And, you know, what does it sure. look like? So that's what 2017 is going to be is hopefully solidifying that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cool. I've, I've got that a, got a quick question for directed at me. For some reason, people are asking me questions. I'm not the guest. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, controller am I running or track con- controller and transmitter okay I'm going to get a lot of hate for this and a lot of flack I'm already going to get flack for the fact that I'm still running a naze but I'm going to get even more flack for this I'm running a naze with PPM right now <laughs> um, with a Tyrannus so I'm running an D4R because that's the old one D4R2 with PPM in a naze <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, there's nothing wrong with the Tyrannus. There's nothing wrong I mean, with the Tyrannus, but the other everyone's gonna be like, "And you deal with that latency? How?" Mm, yeah. I've never flown a F three until I get the X hover finished. Um, but that's. I mean, I hear this all the time, but I don't think I would be able to tell the difference, honestly. And, and I honestly, I can't. And, and the guys are always throwing a fit over it. And, and I can't. In <laughs> I can tell you one from the other. So yeah. And honestly, on the Sybil, I can't tell. I mean, I first of all, I haven't got the... Once the X-Hover is done, and I've got S-Bus with the F3 running Beta Flight 301, then I'll be able to verbatim... Because at that point, the uh, on stock PIDs, 
they're running the same flight control software. So at that point, it's only the setup of the machine and the way that it is that will be the differentiating factor on the way it flies. So on that, I can give an opinion. But until then, I just, I love flying. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mike, I I want to come back to your question because there is something I'm actually very passionate about and I'm still trying to figure out how to approach it. Um, Okay. And and what that is, is I, I feel... I feel very blessed myself that I've been able to find something that I really enjoy doing and I get fulfilled through and it was able to outgrow my other company and, and enjoy doing it more. I mean, it, to me that just, you know, and and Josh got to do that as well. You know, he got to, um, now he runs flight tests, you know, so it's, it's really amazing. So I want, I want other people, the experience that in some sense so i haven't figured it out yet but i would like rotor riot to be a conduit for people to pursue their their passion because so many people want to work in the drone space and oh yeah you know so what happens is we actually have a, a lot of people manufacturers and just I, I don't know, all kinds of businesses will approach us and say, hey, do you have, you know, we, we want to start a drone program. Do you have somebody that could, you know, come in and teach or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be? I, I see you, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so I would like to somehow figure a way to, I guess, create a system or formalize that a little bit and, you know, make it kind of a, a matchmaking System, so I don't know if it's something in addition that Rotor Riot supports or or what that is, but I'm I'm trying to figure that out um, because that's something that I just there's nothing better than seeing somebody get into a position that they they fit, you know, and right that's amazing. Um, yeah, and every time I'm able to make a recommendation, it's just I don't know, it's one of the greatest things. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty awesome. And and on that same line, while we're talking about it, um, I did notice that uh, you guys are looking for a graphic designer right now, and I wanted to plug that for you. Or have you plug it? And, and what it is, <laughs> and I, I I didn't I tried to write it in a way that was as accurate as possible. It's not that we're necessarily looking to hire a full time graphic designer. It's just we always have graphic design needs. Um, Mm-hmm. So I, I would like to, and then on top of that, there's different designers for different things like t-shirts or packaging. They're not all, you don't just have a one designer that does everything perfectly. So, so I wanted to expand our portfolio and resume of people that we could pull from and, and, you know, hire at different times. But then also we have companies that are, come to us for stuff like that because like say somebody's doing a an info sheet on a product and it's a drone. Obviously, if somebody flies and understands the mechanics, is they're gonna be much more suited to develop the graphics for that. So, um, so that's that's kind of a step in that direction. So what I want to do is is kind of build this portfolio of talent, and then when people come to me, I already have. I already have it and I can start making matches. Um, so that, that's the idea of that. So yes, that's, that's already a step in that direction. 
Okay, cool. Well, we'll make sure we put the link out on our show notes when we release the show. So you can get as many of those types of people. And I tell you, somebody I was thinking of right off the top of my head was uh, Stephen Rosema. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah he's being a little busy uh with some stuff too so uh yeah he yeah he did all the stuff for the uh the, the flight test the uh gotha gaggle yep and all the plane scans for that is also now partnered with um one of the um did you see the release of the uh simulator for um blah, the dr1 yeah so all of those graphics were produced by steven and richard is now richard is now partnered with steven for all the graphics for the simulators now as well so they are working together to get the so all of those amazing things that you're seeing now from christian over at flight test they're being inspired by steven and richard so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everyone oh i had no idea everything is coming full circle oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's great yep yep so that's really exciting to watch that whole evolution happen as well so uh good really fantastic job to both of you guys because you do outstanding yeah. work and i love you guys to death because we we chat in fact i'm actually chatting to richard right now because both of us are building um off of the convenience and we're um cross-checking notes with each other ah convenies are fun <laughs> in fact chad that's a great that's a great thing um because i know you'll probably take some suggestions from us um a, a great suggestion would be to do something with a conveni flight controller um and do something around the all-in-one style packages because they are they're the oh, yeah. in thing right now, and it'd just be interesting to get those guys' take on something like that. Yeah, I'll have to. We've been separated here for about three weeks now, mm-hmm. um, so we. This is the time to kind of separate, hit reset, and then we come back together. Actually, like I said, they're Tommy and um, Steel are getting together with Kevin actually as we speak. So I'm kind of excited to see what they're putting together. I know Kevin's doing the Power Loop tutorial, That's so I'm I, I'm excited for that. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. I gotta learn me some more but, Power Loops. Yeah, but <laughs> we're always listening. That's great. That's really great. No, we we can definitely okay. see it. Yeah. Well, we probably ought to start wrapping up because I'm sure you would like to enjoy your vacation instead of talking to us the whole time. So this is more fun. <laughs> <laughs> No, real quick, guys, I want to hear from each of you what you'd like to see, aside from product, but just like the direction of Rotor Riot, you know, what are are your hopes for 2017? Joel, you go first. Why you put me on the spot? Dang it. Um, Because, you know, it's funny because I listened to Kevin and Steve, their reaction to you asking them this question. So I've kind of been preparing for it mentally a little bit. Um, You know, looking at where Rosa Wright starts it, because it's just, what, you guys are at a year already, right? In January, it'll be a year. It's crazy to think it's going to be a year already for Rosa Wright. Um, Looking at the the... 
I can't even think for a second, sorry. <laughs> Reset the brain. Um, looking at where you've come, looking at how you've produced, how you've taken the concept of Rotorite and moved forward, I think now what you've done is you've honed in on the, the bit that everybody really loves, and that's the experience. And maybe one of the elements that you guys bring out in 2017 is... and how you would go about doing this uh, you know there, there are things out there now like multi-gp of course but you've also got things like drone squad and drone squad if you guys aren't familiar is a great free app that's downloadable on the app store of um both uh, google and itunes um and it basically is a way that people can meet up in the area if they are part of drone squad so a notification goes out say hey you got someone in your area who's out flying, you should go join them. And it helps organize frequencies, and it's a very, very cool little app. I tried it out today, no one showed up, so it was fun. Um, but maybe there's a way of taking the concept of, yes, you guys are, are thinking of a destination location. But again, working on that kind of idea of those grassroots, um, kind of maybe building it from the ground up. Maybe there's a way that Rotorite can help those pilots who aren't necessarily interested in the racing element of it. Like, for me, mm -hmm. I'm not really competitive in nature, so racing to me isn't interesting. If I go to a race with that, it's not necessarily that I'm going to race and win. It's the, I want to fly with that guy. Or, I want to fly with that guy. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily about the race, but maybe there's a way that... Because your guys are so into the proximity flying, into the location flying. Maybe there's something that you can build off on that and say, hey, there are a couple of interested pilots who are looking to do a adventure to, for example, I'll give you a really good example. Abel and Sean here at the Orlando Rotor Races, they go out to Titusville and fly all the time on the beach in the in uh, intracoastal. Because it's just a fun mm -hmm. place to fly. And it would be really cool if there was a way to say, hey, you know, we're going out to the intracoastal to go fly and have fun gather some great content you guys are doing some amazing stuff with like the community content and sharing that out there maybe there's a way of incorporating mm -hmm. that element to uh the rotorite uh, a little bit more if, if you if your core is going to be um helping the pilots kind of get their personalities together and have adventures then mm -hmm. let, let's try and maybe get more of the community out there with these adventures let them go experience it and then, hey, you produce this amazing piece of content. It goes up on the Rotorite community uh, content side of the page, and everyone gets to enjoy in the experience of it. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I um, actually just uh, coincidentally, Steele uh, used Drone Squad for his Texas trip last week. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it was great. Um, I think it worked well for a lot of people. Um, and I. I think that's a bit of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't cut it together or edited it yet, so I'm not sure you know, how, how it'll come out. But um, yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah, it, Drone Squad. It... That, that's something I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to ask you about, Chad, was uh, the, the whole fly with steel thing, how that was going. Um, and well, because I actually, well, I signed up for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what was funny was... Um, I was in the airport when I was going to Utah. I was in uh, Denver, 
if for a layover. And I'm sitting there and I, I don't know, I'm texting or something. And this kid comes up and he goes, are you Chad? (laughs) 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 Like I am Brandon. He was heading to Texas to visit a friend just heard that steel uh-huh. was there and was looked forward to going to me and then wow. he ran into me in the airport oh so, that's great that's cool that's good that was, it was just so funny um but yeah i i, I love i love that and in, in the cleveland airport i've had uh had a guy stop me i was in line at starbucks and he's like are you chad and i'm like yeah and he goes Oh, I watch the show all the time, and I'm like, which one? <laughs> He's an airline pilot for like United. That's so and, okay. Um, it, it's just it's so weird. Like when I go to Flight Fest, I expect it, but it, when I'm out in public mm. and people look at me, I'm I'm just like, what? That's so funny. Yeah, it's, so, it is kind of weird because I was actually just in Florida, and Joel, I didn't tell you about this because this was Thursday. We were at Animal Kingdom, and uh, I was walking, and I had my uh, uh, flight test uh, hoodie on, and this guy came up and grabbed me, and he goes, do you know flight test? And I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm wearing the hoodie. <laughs> and then he recognized me. Well, then he recognized my voice, and he was like, oh, my God, you're Mike Finley off of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, just so weird. Uh, you know, and this guy was from Mexico. And, oh, wow. Yeah, it was him and, and his wife, and, and I guess he had a, a – I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. We really didn't talk that, but just for, like, a minute and a half. But uh, they had a little baby that probably wasn't six, eight months old in the stroller. And he's pushing it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I know who you are. And he goes, I've been out of, of uh, RC for a little while because I, you know, had the baby and all that. And I said, we have to get back in and, and listen to our show and all that. And he goes, well, that's what I've been doing when I've not been flying because of the kid. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So that was, that was really cool. So, that's wild, yeah, it is. It, it really yeah, is. Yeah, it's crazy when that happens. But, Pat, I think you were asking me about the, you know, the meetup. So, you yeah. know, Steele's doing it. The, the one that we did in LA and put together, um, I think the feel of it was, was all wrong because it, there was a lot of people there and there really wasn't a story. You know, it was just like, you know, we're here and here's a lot of people. And so it just felt like an event that the viewer didn't get to go to, right. you know, where I think the format needs to be a little different, a little more intimate where it's a few guys and they go out and they challenge each other and have fun. And, you know, it's a bit of a, a story there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're making some adjustments, trying to, you know, trying a different format, trying to do it a little differently. Well, I tell you that probably my favorite episode so far was the kid um, with uh, Chad Nowak when they were flying the uh, little air hogs thing. Oh Yeah. Oh my God, I love that episode. It was so cool because this kid was so thrilled to be with Chad Nowak and and you know to do all this. See, that's that's the kind of things I like seeing is right. people that are whether they're whether they're ten or whether they're fifty three, <laughs> flying with people that that they kind of idolize. You know what I mean? I mean to me that's yeah. that is so cool and and to see the the excitement and the uh, just the thrill of it all 
on their face really really does a lot for me. I, I me too. I I love that episode. It wasn't. It's funny. We have kind of a split crowd. We have the the people that like more the mainstream kind of stuff and things that are more general generally relatable. And then we have the mm. hardcore guys that don't want kids and just want to yeah. fly and you know and and it's tough because we're we're straddling that line. We'll have one episode pleases one half and then the other episode pleases the other half and then the other half is mm-hmm. that episode. Um, <laughs> and then we have the episodes like Guns vs. Drones, which everybody likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was great. But yeah. they're very expensive to produce and mm-hmm. you know but we'll we'll be doing more like that. It just we we had to try like this year was a lot of experimenting, mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of understanding where we fit and just really seeing where racing was going because we didn't have But 2017, yeah. I think, is going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, put that it out. Pat, you got some else? Um, yeah. I feel like I do have another question, but I can't think of it right now. What about your thing? For, <laughs> what about your ideas for Chad? Oh, um... Yeah, I, I like the idea of going out, and like you were saying, um, and that's kind of why I asked about the whole thing, uh, because I, I think that really is a cool idea where you can go out and meet somebody, um, go to their area, fly with them, and it's a thrill for them, and it's a, it's, a, it's a neat thing to be able to see, you know, watch that on video and how that unfolds. Um, in, in terms of... Uh, is or, or things that I would look for from Roto Riot for 2017 or the future. Um, I really don't know other than to say that, that well, you just mentioned the racing thing, and the racing thing really is still unfolding. It, it, it's, it's a little rough in the way that it's happening. Um, you know, and, it, and maybe, maybe that's in that the growing pains of. of racing leagues hmm. yeah actually what about maybe a little bit of a, a docu piece where we go and talk to the different leagues and mm-hmm. you know talk to them about their their view of, of how it's going That'd yeah be, that's that's kind of I what think. I was thinking yeah and then maybe get some, per- yeah. some perspectives of, of the racers who would be who would be competing them versus you know or along with what the developers of these we're thinking. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I definitely, I, I personally would like to do some kind of more exploratory documentary pieces. Like, um, I really want to do something on George uh, with Teal Drones. Um, you know, he's he started the company when he was 17. He's now 19, and he's got a, a drone coming out that is phenomenal. Um, and I just think it's a super interesting story. And you know, I'd love to put pieces like that together. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was that, again that would teal, be... tealdrones.com, right? Yeah. 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 Just shoot me uh add it to the document and I'll add it to the uh the run when we uh, put the show out. Perfect. Yeah. Right. I will put that on there. I can't add it, you have to. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. 
Yeah, I just put dealdrums.com because looking at that site, that was that was. I'm I'm gonna have to go back and really look at that and, mm -hmm. and take a good hard look at it. Yeah, and there's some videos yeah. on there so you can see George and how passionate he is about what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. for this for a 19 year old to be doing this and have developed it to the point it is now, it's just amazing. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So, well, I, I'm gonna say. Chad, thanks so much for coming on. I mean, well, thank you guys for having always, me. It's it's always great to talk to you. You know, I love talking to you anytime I get a chance to, because you're always so interesting and you always got stuff going on. So it's it's always cool to to, to talk to you. Well, thanks. Anytime, and, just just let me know, and I'll I'll uh, you know this is this is important to me. So thanks, yeah. guys. Oh, thank you. Well, well, thanks well you. it's important to us too. We appreciate it. <laughs> And, all it, right. as and I know that all our listeners, you know, love to hear from you because mm -hmm. they don't get to see you on flight tests that much anymore. And some of those guys <laughs> just don't come over. So, yep. and as my wife, right. puts it, the other side often, as my wife puts it, Chad, it's all your fault that I'm back in the hobby. So thank you from the bottom <laughs> of my heart for allowing me uh, the power to get back into um, the remote control hobby. Um, but also the amazing ability to meet people and impact the hobby in the way that we now all do. Um, if it wasn't for what flight test started, I don't think any of us would be in this seat right now and none of us would be talking to you about it. So uh, genuinely, no, I, I, I think I expressed the same thing when I met you at Flight Fest. Like genuinely, thank you for everything that you've been able to provide all of us because... It's amazing what every, every part of the hobby, whether it be flight tests or road riot, has has produced. It's amazing the connections that everyone has made. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you guys, because honestly, this kind of stuff, what you're doing, is that's the greatest piece of it. And anytime you can ignite something and the fire spreads, you know, in a good way, that's that's magic to me you know so i yeah. you know thank you guys for making something happen yeah we had this conversation a while back didn't we chad <laughs> about just how much i appreciated the fact that without you and you know you and josh and everybody else that i would have never known joel i wouldn't have known mm -hmm. pat i wouldn't have known any of these people and these people have become not only my friends but they could truly become my family mm -hmm. oh yeah likewise and, i mean yeah, and and I just you know it, I, I'm still very humbled by it. For sure. Well, thank you guys. Well, on that note, oh. I I think Mike, you wrapped, yeah. you wrapped it up better than I could. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can follow that. It, yeah, go for it. <laughs> well, and I mean it's it, it's it's true, man. It's just you know it's it's one of those things that uh, you know. Um, you know, I wrote that article a while back and, and all that. And, and I remember you called me after that and said, look, I've never had anybody bring a tear to my eye on something that I wrote, you know, something that I read that someone else wrote about what I've done. And I will never forget that as long as I live. Cause I think that's the best writing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> but, uh, I just thought everything you wrote was like that, Mike. Well, I don't write that much. That's why. <laughs> you you got to write a book there, buddy. Hey, you do enough air travel. Yeah. You could probably get away with writing a couple of pages a day. Yeah, probably yeah. good. But uh, <laughs> anyway, no, it's, it's, just, it's just great. And, and, you know, I mean, these guys are my brothers, and, and so is all the rest of them. I mean, Eddie, Ben, 
I can't even, I'm not even going to mention them all, but I mean, I love these people mm -hmm. and I know every time I get out to flight to the flight fest, it is truly a family reunion and that's all it is. So, and we just happen to fly while we're there once yep. in a while. Once in a while. <laughs> <Pat>. <laughs> yeah. Well, not very often, but, but, but yeah, again, thank you so much for, for coming on and, and, and sharing, you know, part of your vacation with us. And uh, sure. Joel, Pat, again, I appreciate what you guys do. Thanks so much. And, and I'm to gonna, all our listeners out there. And I'm going to miss you guys while I'm going to be gone. But Yeah, know. we're going to miss you too, Joel. <laughs> but we'll we'll do our you, best you to carry find on someone the may replace you. Well, you exactly. You, what was that? <laughs> no, let's not get carried away there. Yeah. Easy now. <laughs> well... <laughs> yeah, your your next task is to find someone who can fill my seat for two, three weeks or so. So yeah, but anyway, have David do it. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Still, David. Hey, we've already stolen Nick <laughs> once. <laughs> yeah, let's see if we can do that. Yeah, do it. You probably could. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Wait, what time would it be? It'd be like eight, eight uh, nine, ten, ten eleven, twelve, two one, morning. two, three. It would be three o'clock that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that probably wouldn't work out too well. He'd kill us. Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> Do you want to close it out, Mike? <laughs> well, thanks again for listening, everyone. Chad, thanks for being on here. Uh, everyone, uh, Joel, Pat, always appreciate you guys and everybody, Blue Skies, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.